Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying try and told, try and told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And the most precious asset that you have is your time. And you're spending some of that with us today. And we're grateful and thankful and looking forward to trying to invest into you. And so this is this is going to be a little just freestyle off the cuff about just winning, the attitude of winning, the attitude of, of taking your life to the next level. And so, you know, I had a conversation, you know, with, with somebody. And I, I think often in our business, you know, something that comes up for me is, you know, how do you recruit people that already are having some success? They're making a hundred grand or they're making 70 grand or, you know, some of our best people were making 200 grand, you know, before they started. How do you do something like that? How do you recruit somebody like that? That's already got some things, you know, going on. And I'm not going to dive into all the detail on that, but what I do want to share with you is just a conversation, you know, that I've had with, with some people. And I've said, look, here's the analogy is, you got to look at your destiny and what you're capable of in, in a, I'm going to give you a baseball analogy of you got to go around the bases and come home. Okay. Home is your destiny. Home is, is reaching your full potential. And so you get on first base and first base is comfortable because at first base you're safe. And if you don't take your foot off the bag, you know, you're in really good position to be really safe. But then in baseball, you got to lead off a little bit. You got to get closer to second. You you lead off a little bit, like far enough that you're close enough to second, but not too far to where they throw you out at first base. But if you want to go around the bases, you, you can't steal second base with your foot on first base and not leaving first base. You can't round the bases with your foot not leaving first base. And so understand, you got to steal second base. Nobody's going to give it to you. It's not always going to be easy and comfortable. And if you're waiting for easy and no risk at all to go to the next level, you're really usually never going to find it. It's calculated risk. It's it's you should believe so much in your timing and, and of your speed and what you're doing that, yeah, I know it's a risk of me getting thrown out at second base, but it's probably not going to happen. And you can bet on yourself. And so you can't steal second base with your foot on first. So then you get to second base, but you want to get to third base. You got to leave the comfort of second base and go to third base. You got to leave the comfort of third base and go home. So, but sometimes in the process of taking risk, you don't have immediate success. And so because you've had a little bit of failure, you struck out once or, or you got thrown out once, you're, you're, you stop taking calculated risks. Now, I'm not saying do crazy stuff, crazy risks. Like some of the risks I watch people take that are not smart, not calculated, comes from a desire to skip the process. They want to skip first, second, third base. They want to skip doing the work. And so they just want to gamble and think that there's going to be an easy way out. 
people always hit the lottery. There's always people hitting the lottery, but the lottery's not made off of all the winners. There's people at the casino that are hitting right now winning, but the casino wasn't built on winners. The majority of the time, that's not going to last and, and, and work. But the hard thing is that people that have the will to win, they take it so hard when they're not number one in the process immediately. I want to encourage you out there that when you're first starting out on a journey, don't beat yourself up that you're not number one immediately, especially if you're used to winning and you're used to being number one. This is why humility is important is that it's, I'm not saying accept losing. You know, my grandfather used to say to my grandmother and, and my family, cause I was a bad loser as a kid. I would lose my mind if I lost and stuff. He would say, let them go. Because if you show me a good loser, I'm going to show you a permanent loser. So I'm not saying get comfortable all the time with losing. I'm just saying in the process of trying to be the best that you can be, you're going to have little setbacks, little failures, and things that you're not good at immediately. But the people that you, that, that, that you look up to in that field that you're trying to get as good as them, they didn't get there overnight easy. They, they, they got there by taking shots, having some losses, having some setbacks, having some failures. And so don't let those things kill you. And then in the process of, of life, you know, the more success that you have, you know, the more obstacles that you're going to have to overcome. There's, there's a lot of things that you're going to have to overcome in life. And so it's not about what you're carrying it's about how you're carrying those problems, those issues. You know, there's people walking around all around us and you never know what somebody is going through. You never know what somebody is, is handling. It may look easy. It always looks easy. Like as the kid, it looked easy to be an adult until I became an adult and had kids. As the, as the person wanting to be a starter on the football team, it looked easy. looked like that until you become the starter, until you're the starting quarterback. Now all the pressure's on you. It looked easy to own a business until it becomes you. It looks easy until you're in that process. And so I want us to focus on the understanding of everybody's carrying something, stress, Relate it, whatever. It's not about only what you're carrying, but let's get better carrying those things. Problems won't always go away. Stress won't always go away. You just get better at carrying those things. And I tell people that a lot of times when they start in our business, they talk about, you know, the, how do you manage the stress? How do you handle the, the, the stress? Man, I look back at it. I was so stressed out as an agent when I first started in this business, first six months. And I look back on it now and it's like, man, it's so much easier to just focus on that than all the things that are going on right now, but I'm less stressed out. Just like parents, you know, or, or adults, you look back and say, man, to be a kid again, you know, you don't have a care in the world. You don't have any bills to pay. You don't have a job you got to go to. People are taking care of you, you know, all of that stuff. But you got to understand it's not about 
what you're carrying. It's how you carry it because problems aren't going to go away. Actually, more money, more problems, more growth, more problems, bigger bigger uh, responsibility, more problems, bigger problems. And, and so how are you going to carry those problems? It's You get stronger. That's what I tell people is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. When I tell people, man, you're stressed out now, it gets hard, you're going to have to carry more things down the road. In the mind, it could seem unbearable, but I'm telling you, you get stronger like this. Like, if you can only do five push-ups, you watch somebody that can only do five push-ups, their fifth push-up may need, their arms may be shaking, they may be sticking their butt up in the air. They may need everybody cheering for them, clapping for them. Come on, you could do it. And they may collapse to the ground on that fifth push-up. But then you reach a point over time, that same person may be able to rip off 100 push-ups in a row. So five push-ups at the time, easy. But it was so hard at that moment. So what happened? Did the push-ups really get easier or did you just get stronger? If you're if if I use a bench press analogy, you go to the gym. You see somebody bench pressing 135 pounds. I remember when 135 pounds was hard. 8th grade, just starting to lift weights. I remember thinking, man, can't wait to be like the big guys, man, when they got two plates on each side, 225. And then over time, 135 becomes the warm-up. Then 225 becomes the warm-up. And all of a sudden, you're pushing three plates on each side and beyond, 315 pounds. Now, did that weight get lighter? Did they change from... 45-pound plates, did, did, did it become not the same amount of weight? Did it become, well, why can you do now easier 300 pounds than you did when you were doing 135 pounds? It's not that the weight got lighter. It's that you got stronger. It's not about what you're carrying. It's about how you carry it. And so I, we got to get to this point in life where we're not without problems, but we carry those problems. We carry those things well. And what helps you to carry those things well is by taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. And that's, I mean, people get, I, I, I know, I beat you guys over the head with this stuff. But, but the reason is because I want you to be able to carry it well. It being what? Life, man. There's, life is hard. It's hard over here. But you got an opportunity to focus on gratitude and all the things that you're grateful for or all the things that you don't have yet. And that'll determine your attitude. You got the opportunity to take care of yourself first so you can be good at carrying your issues and, and be helpful to others. Or you can neglect yourself and eventually it becomes harder for you to carry the problems and carry the issues that you're called to be able to handle for yourself and for others because it's inevitable that to go through the process of greatness, to get to where you want to be, to go through life, you're going to have to go through pain. And pain purges pretenders. Like when you start having to go through pain, 
the people that pretended that they wanted it, it starts to allow those people to be purged and see who the real people are, who really wants it. Because when you go through pain, like how many people would get tattoos if they didn't have to sit there and go through the pain of it? How many would have babies if they didn't have to go through the process of it? We just hit a button. Beep, here's your baby, sir. Ma'am, here you go. Bing, here's hit that button. No pain, no issues, no nothing. There you go. Brand new for you right there. People don't realize the intensity and the intense sacrifice and effort that it takes to make dreams a freaking reality. I think that's what that's what that's what people don't understand is that they don't understand how much work, how much effort, how much intensity, how much sacrifice, how many things you have to give up in order to go to where you want to go. And so it demoralizes people. And I'm telling you, there, there's always people out there, you know, somebody invented Facebook, somebody invented cameras, somebody invented the telephone, somebody invented cars, planes, Instagram. Shout out to you guys out there that are inventing things. Unbelievable. But like for me, I was ready to play the odds and I knew that I wasn't probably going to be inventing a bunch of things, but I knew I could invent the grind. I knew I could put in the work. And I think so often we're, we're, we're surrounded by this world and social media where they only put people's highlights out and you see, oh, this guy's net worth is a billion. I want that billion. Oh, this guy's net worth is 250. This woman's net worth is you know, 100 million. I want that money. And what people don't see is the work that went into that first while you weren't making a lot of money in order to make that money. So all this fighter, all he did was box for a round and he made, you know, 10 million or whatever it is. But go back and look at all the hours, all the weeks, all the years, all the reps where he made no money. To finally, all that is is a reward from the last 10 years of work where you weren't making no money. Or the first 15 years of work or 10 years of work or all the investments that had to happen. Like, I did the math today in my agency, in my group with, with some of my leaders today. And I said, all right, let's 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 say hypothetically, okay, it's not realistic, let's say, for you to think everybody in here has the opportunity to go make uh, $100 million. But I can explain a scenario where you make $5 million a year, and it's very doable, or $7 million a year. And so I did the analogy, and I said, well, let's say you save up you know, three to five million dollars a year after you've made it to that point. And, you know, 10 years later, 12 years later, 15 years later, you got 50 million dollars. Okay, and let's say you're 40 years old. At that point, if you get 10% interest on your money, every seven years, that number would double. Okay, with no extra effort on your on your end i'm just saying the money would double not saying you'd make any more money doing anything else i'm just saying this money you already got if you get 10 percent interest on your money every seven years it would double so if we had 50 million at 40 then at 45 we would have 100 mil and at 50 
we would have 200 mil. Or excuse me, I'm going by fives right now because I gave them the analogy of, well, if 10% doubles every seven years, what if you got 13%, 13, 14%? Now you could start to double your money every five years, and that's doable. And so I'm going to go up by fives. And so if I take 50 million at 40, at 45, I got 100. At 50, I got 200. At 55, I got 400. And at 60, I got 800 million, almost a billion dollars. Now that whole time, we could have been making more money, but that money was just from one pile of money we had that just kept on multiplying itself. Very realistic to have a billion by 60, 65 in that analogy. And I think the, mo the majority of the people that are worth a couple hundred million dollars, a billion dollars, a half a billion dollars, a hundred million, two hundred million. People see them and they think that it's because they invented Pepsi Cola or that they, and, and that's true a lot of times, but not for the majority of the time. The majority of the time, it was the compound effect. It was consistently, it was a little bit. And it kept on doubling and you kept on putting in the work and you were making a good amount of money. And then and then you started to make more money, but but then you were making all that interest. And over time, it just kept doubling, doubling, compounding, compounding, compounding. And now we're sitting at this place that you're 50, 60, 70 years old and all the young people looking at you and they say, I want that. What's the shortcut? And you got to try to explain to them that there isn't really a shortcut, that the shortcut is doing the freaking work. That, the, that you got to explain to them that I didn't show up this way. I had, to, I had to go through a bunch of stuff. It took patience. It took process. It took time. There's no get out of jail free, speed past it most of the time. Too many people are trying to play the lottery in business instead of controlling what they can control. Getting singles, doubles, driving in runs, singles, doubles, football, first downs, basketball, free throws, Layups. What always wins games? What, the, the championship teams are built typically, dynasties are built on systems and processes that can continue to happen and grow no matter what throws at us. Not an 80-yard bomb. We're depending on an 80-yard bomb all the time. We're depending on making 10 three-pointers in a row all the time. It's who can make free throws. Who can, make, who can play good defense. It's fundamentals. And so what I'd like to encourage you to do is, you know, John Maxwell always says, if you focus on goals, you don't always get growth. You don't always end up accomplishing those things immediately. You don't always get growth. But if you focus on personal growth and you focus on just growing yourself, you always end up growing. You could focus on goals and you don't always hit them. But if you focus on growth and growing yourself, you can always do that, and typically growth follows down the road from that. And the last thing I'll leave you with in leadership was we round the bases to come home, and you start working through others, and you're thinking, man, how can I? People ask me all the time, you know, like, do you really think out there, you guys know I'm in the insurance business, right? 
Do you think I was sitting in class one day and I'm like, man, I know. I know what I want to do. I'm going to get into life insurance. People are going to be so proud of me. I'm going to go to the wedding and everybody's going to be proud of me. Do you know it don't sound good at the wedding? You sit at a table. Oh, what does your husband do? Oh, he's a lawyer. Oh, man, that's great. Oh, what does your husband do? He's a doctor. Man, that's great. You hear that? He's a doctor. What does your husband do? Life insurance. That don't sound real sexy. Sounds better to say, oh, man, I'm a financial asset manager, fund wealth manager person. All these sexy terms. Who would have thought that lives would be able to impact it and millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars would be able to be accumulated through a life insurance business. And I'm, and I'm thrilled and I've been so happy and fulfilled for so long doing this. How can that possibly be? I think the same way I bet you Truett Cathy or, or, or people at Chick-fil-A may feel. You know, when you see Chick-fil-A dominate the, I mean, come on, that, that's good chicken. But that ain't the best chicken on the face of the earth, I tell people. I got people on the east side of Youngstown to make you better chicken and ribs and, and I mean stuff that they give you in a with with greens and, and macaroni and cheese you can get it right now even with inflation for probably four or five dollars with a little styrofoam plate but their system their processes they're closed on Sundays there's a reason for that it's it's oh man thank you and they say my pleasure They've made it better than, we ain't in here just booming chicken, fries. There's a purpose and a mission behind it that somebody feels is bigger than a chicken sandwich. But at the end of the day, man, how can you really be changing people's lives when you, all you're doing is slanging chicken sandwiches? But I bet you there's a lot of people's lives that have been changed through Chick-fil-A, at Chick-fil-A, because of the culture of Chick-fil-A. And so... For us over here, for, for me, what I've been able to do is, is say, look, yeah, we're going to do chicken sandwiches. We're doing life insurance. We're going we're gonna to protect people. Yes, it's great when you get chicken from Chick-fil-A. You're hungry, right? So it's all good. You're helping people from starving, right? And, and so, but really, they could have got chicken sandwich or hamburger somewhere else. It's, it's, it's can you leave more in them than you leave to them? is how we've been able to create the culture over here of not every single person may retire with us here, but we've tried to create a culture of can we leave things in them as a person that may not, they may not realize it right then and there. Some may, but down the road that they could say, man, these people, because I went there, because I worked there, because I stopped there, they made me a better person. There's a difference made in my life. Because when you leave more to them than in them, you always have problems. When you leave more to them than you do. So if, if, if I'm a parent and I give my kids everything and I leave more to them than I leave in them, in their soul, in their spirit, I'm going to have problems. If you give your team everything all the time, I'll give it to you. Here's extra leads. Here's this. I'll give it to you. Here it is. But you're not 
creating the skill set that they need to truly survive, we got problems. And so it's about what are you leaving in them before you leave things to them. Yeah, we want to leave things to them. We want to leave the next generation better than we found it, but we got to make sure that we're leaving bigger things in them than we're leaving things to them so there's not problems as we round these bases. And so just, just remember to run the bases of life, to, to, to bring it home. More often it's about singles and doubles than it is home runs all the time. Nothing wrong with swinging for defenses, but usually that happens naturally. Just get a hit. Don't despise small beginnings. Put the work in. You can't steal second base with your foot on first base. You want opportunity in your life. You want to separate from other people. People are going to say, well, Johnny, don't steal second base. You, you look so good over there on first base. But if there's something calling you, go ahead and steal the base. Steal it. Go second, third, home, go. Have humility in the process. Have people that can call you out on your shit. Have a mission. Whatever you're doing, you could be a mechanic and you can change people's life with your mission of what you want to do for people, what you want to leave in people, what culture that you want to create. And understand that anything that's worthwhile, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it out here. You're not alone. There's people out here on the grind with you. That's why it's called the grind cast. We're all going through something right now. Take care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually. Don't listen to haters. Don't listen to people that are trying to knock you. That's a that's a natural anytime that you're moving, moving things forward. Just ignore those people. That's imagine if you were a star, how many people would say things and do things. Just just get used to it. Just get used to it. Keep swinging. Keep pushing. Keep fighting. If this helped anybody at all, and you think we can help and make make a difference and impact people, do me a favor and and share, comment all that stuff, but share it with somebody else. And I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful that uh, all the things you could have been doing today, you chose to spend some time with us over here in the Grindcast Studios. Thanks for sharing a, another episode of the Grindcast with us. Get ready. It's a new day. <laughs>